Welcome to Asianish, a podcast created by two professionals who provide their insight and experiences on navigating the complex world of relationships, careers, and self-improvement as Asians trying to fit into Western society. There are Asians who have been told they're kind of Asian, but not really. Asianish. I'm Clinton, and I'm Wayne. Welcome to Asianish podcast. Hey everyone,、uh, welcome back to Asianish Podcast.、Uh, my name is Clinton. Hi everyone, I'm Wayne. And here today we've got、uh, two guests with us. We've got the sisters Jenny and Joyce C. Hey, hi. Hi, hi Jenny and Joyce. Welcome to the podcast. So、um, just let everyone know that Jenny and Joyce are、um, they're our friends.、Um, also, I've known them for for quite some time. They're full-time entrepreneurs, full-time engineers. One has a, a TikTok career, and the other one is an avid traveler. So again, yeah,、uh, Jenny and Joyce, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us on the show. We're super excited to share more about well, how we met Wayne. <laughs> that's yeah, that's actually a very interesting <laughs> story. <laughs> yeah, actually, I'm I'm super curious about that because I know before、uh, when we kind of did our prep. You know, like obviously the connection here is between、yeah. Jenny and Joyce and Wayne. I'm kind of the odd person out,、uh, but I I want to hear about like how you guys met. Like, what's the connection? Well, how we met first, we knew his sister Lynn,、mm-hmm. and he came to visit Calgary. But at that、yeah. point, we didn't quite know him quite yet. It was actually when we were going on a trip to Vancouver, and being people who love K-pop. We're also we were like, hey, there's a K-pop star audition.、Oh、K-pop star. Wait, sorry, how many years ago was this? I still love K-pop.、Um, no, 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 no. Okay, I, I'm not, I'm not saying <laughs> not love K-pop, right? Like Blackpink is like the hottest group right now. But like, when, when was this whole like meeting audition thing? Like, how long ago was this? I'm trying to frame our audience. I think that was what three, four years ago. Was it four、oh. years ago? No, five, yeah, five, six, five, six. So,、okay. so we're talking like we're like Big Bang was Big Bang,、like、right? For hot, like that's the、so. that's the pinnacle. Probably. Probably. Wonder yeah, Girls was still around. I'm trying to frame our audience instead of like in terms of where <laughs> the K-pop timeline we're on, right? So it was audition for K-pop Star Four. No, I think they did fine. I don't even know. They didn't watch actually. Oh my god, wait, look, wait, look, Summers. But like, maybe it was 2017, 2016. I'm trying to think. But it was K-pop star four, and they were coming、mm-hmm. to Vancouver. Right. So、mm-hmm. we live in Calgary, and they, no one comes. Yeah, no one ever comes like, for auditions. I mean, we love、okay. singing, and we knew Wayne loved singing because when he came to yeah, Calgary, we all love singing. He brought the girl at our house and all these stupid songs. Um, they told me about this audition、uh, for K-pop. <laughs> And of course, they had to tell me, and was like, "Okay, first of all, I don't speak Korean, and then I don't, I don't sing any Korean songs." So no, I, I neither do I. Neither do yeah, I. But somehow they convinced me to to、uh, to go for the audition. It wasn't hard.、Yeah. To... It wasn't hard. Trying to downplay it, but it was not hard to convince. <laughs> okay, and what happened? Why, why K-pop though? Because okay, I, I <laughs>、yeah. you know we 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 just for the audience there, we just started introducing Jenny and Joyce, but. 
none none of our people here in this in this call are Korean. So why like the K-pop competition? Because I know there was like you know Mandarin, there was like the Hong Kong like ones. Yeah. Why K-pop? Right. Well, I don't know. We like I've been listening to K-pop for a long time, and Joyce too, a long time, and we really like it still to this day. Um, but when we went to Vancouver, we didn't even know about this edition, but I saw it online. Oh, okay. And, okay. I mean, it was just a weekend, and so when you're only there for three days, it was that weekend. Wait, like, I thought that was the reason. It, 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 it was meant to be. Like it was like <laughs> yeah. the stars aligned. It was like a it was like a Korean drama. Yeah. Like you know, you had to wow. do it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you just have to. It's like the chance that you'll never get again. So even if I didn't know what song to sing, or even if I'm not super interested in going, if I got through the audition, I had to do it just for mm -hmm. experience. Just for, for experience. Yeah. yeah. So well, I mean, Wayne was also very interested. So yeah. Like I right, think we, I was. Being Asian okay. and K-pop yeah, music. Just so you know. Yeah, just so you know, like you, you were asking me. Yeah. So basically, I only had a day or two to prepare, and I I didn't know any Korean songs. So I was trying trying to practice this Korean song. Um, so during the audition, I completely forgot my lyrics. So I ended up singing an English song. That's all I. That's what I did. So I don't know about you, Jenny and Joyce, but I didn't sing my Korean song, and I did not get. Wayne, Wayne, what did you sing? Do you remember? Hey, um, that's a good question. I it sang this group. It's a rock group. What is it? Um, CM Blue. CM Blue. CM Blue. Blue. I don't know. Are they still okay. around? Are they still around or are they like gone? Because you know, uh, I think one of the guys was a scandal, so didn't he? He was part of that yeah, sex scandal. Scandal. Yeah, I, I think he might be in jail. Yeah, <laughs> I, I keep up with that K-pop news. Don't worry. Like the like Wayne sounds like one of the guys in the group, not the bad one. Like not like the, the bad one. Okay, the okay, other no, one. There's I'm only two, right? There's only two. So he <laughs> must be. It sounds like the other one. Actually, okay. sounds like him. So Good like. Interviews, you're gonna have to interview Wayne and say like, "Hey, can you sing for us for this whole session?" Yeah, right. It's Maybe like, that's like a in the future, right? If we can, you know, if we do a Patreon or something, we'll get like you know a five dollar <laughs> subscription, and then Wayne will serenade them or something. Oh my do god! A cameo. We'll do a cameo. How about that? Yeah. Right. So okay, so Wayne sang in this. You know, he sang CM Blue. What did you guys sing? Um, I sang what a piece of this. Wonder Girl song, which is really old, but I really liked how it's remixed. It's two different tiers, oh. and they did it like this jazz version, and it sounds really nice. But is I was it, nervous. Isn't that nobody's song? Nobody, nobody but you. No, no, is no. It it's called song? Two Different Tears, so it's like another song by them. But you do oh, okay. hear it in, like a lot of singing contests. But this is like years back, right? Like now, there's like so many new singers that you could yeah. choose. From. Yeah, there's yeah. so many K-pop songs, right? That's what I'm saying. Oh. There's so many groups that come out every year. Uh. Um, what what happened in that audition oh, yeah, afterwards? Okay, so, right? so okay, we had to we all got shuffled to this room and then we they made us all hold these banners that says like that says like K-pop star or what was it? What was it? It was really cheesy. It was like Oh my god. I will be I the next K-pop star and then you had to chant it, I will be the next K-pop star to wave this banner. Like, they, they, they they like they were shooting a promo yeah. and then so they yeah, wanted yeah. to be like in a photo or a video or kind of thing. Yeah. And like they you made us have the photo, right? Raise this banner, but like yeah. I did look at the videos after, and it was like two seconds of the Vancouver audition. Like there was nothing; you can't even see us. But it was actually so hard because I think um, so. Everyone at the audition, they were all like 
15, 20. So were you guys the oldest ones? Is that what you're saying? We're the oldest, okay. Yeah, Yeah, we were the oldest. Like, without a doubt. There was another guy after or behind, no, in front of us who was 28. Well, (laughs) close enough. (laughs) So it's like, like, I feel a a bit better because most people were like, you know, 15. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm just trying to imagine. Um, wow, I did not know that Wayne tried to audition to be a K-pop star. I was, I was, I was invited to go. I didn't know anything. I didn't know anything about the audition. But to be honest, though, it was fun. Um, I yeah, think that right. I mean, the audition wasn't that fun because I was actually more stressed than yeah, really enjoying the experience. But I did find out after the audition was fun because we actually went to karaoke again, just the three of us. We want to talk about. We know you. You're living in Calgary right now in Canada. Where were you guys born? So um, born in Hong Kong, but I moved here when I was five and Jenny is two years younger, so at three. But I think oh. our parents have always been just so good at immersing us in the Chinese culture. So like, we're pretty in touch with that Chinese side. And like, I mean, our Chinese could be better, but it's definitely much better than most people in our circumstances. Mm. And like, we always did a lot of trips back to Hong Kong, back to Asia. So I think, it's pretty big like even despite growing up in calgary it's like a very big part of us yeah i mean for myself like i i moved to vancouver like canada when i was like six right so kind of a similar age and yeah like my family yeah writing is definitely hard um so we're Sorry. saying, yeah, like the whole re- Wayne, what were you saying about reading and reading and writing? Oh, I was saying that, like, yeah, definitely in Chinese, it's hard to to write. Even even we, you know, we weren't born here. We were born in either Hong Kong, like for myself, I was born in Taiwan. But writing is definitely the biggest challenge. It's so hard to write like Chinese characters. But my question is like, okay, so you guys, because you guys are saying that you speak Chinese, as in, do you mean like Cantonese or or Mandarin, or do you guys speak both? So we speak Cantonese at home, but um. Mm-hmm. Everyone went to Chinese school if you moved here yeah. and didn't know much Chinese. But so we did Chinese school up till grade 12. Um, mm-hmm. But the whole time we did Chinese school in Mandarin. So I think the purpose of that, like our parents chose to do that so that since we're speaking Cantonese at home already, now taking Chinese school in Mandarin, then we'd at least know both somewhat. I mean, I can't say we're good, but we... We try. Way, way, better, way better than me because I I took it. I took Mandarin when I, I also went to Chinese school. I, I took it up to like maybe grade 10, grade 11, but I was so bad. Like I was lazy. I slacked off and I cheated on every every test. And I would be like, yeah. writing. I just didn't care. Right. At the time, I was like, oh, my God, why am I doing this? Like every for me, I was like every Friday and I, I wanted to quit. And, and then when I got to university, I was like, oh, shit, I should have learned Mandarin. Because at that time, the biggest thing was like all the Taiwanese drama. Mm-hmm. And then like, you go to UBC and then like, everyone's like, you meet all these, like there's so many Taiwanese people. And I was like, oh, crap, I should have learned Taiwan. I should have learned Mandarin. Yeah. And then I remember like trying to to watch all the Taiwanese drama to like pick up all the, all the all the slang, all the colloquial stuff. So. Yeah, no, it was good that you guys took, uh, you guys went to med, like, you know, went to Chinese school and actually learned, whereas I was just, I slacked off and I cheated. We learned from karaoke, mostly. Yeah. Karaoke, definitely. That's always always a good way. Pretty good. But Mm -hmm. because Cantonese, the spoken and written is so different. 
that I feel like I'm really bad at forming sentences, but I can read it. So then mm, right. I can write it by like pinging like on like you know like not mm-hmm. written that well, but like yeah, yeah. identify the character so I can type it. Yeah, like a lot. So it sounds like your family is trying to still maintain the Asian culture and the language part, even though you kind of spend most of your life, especially growing up in Calgary, where there's yeah. not a lot of Asians, like. You know, like I, I had mentioned before, I lived a couple of years in Calgary, but I lived there as an adult. So what was it kind of like for you guys to to grow up, um, you know, in a place that wasn't a lot of Asians? Like, what was that like, going, uh, you know? So we actually went, we lived in the Northwest, which is, I mean, at that time, the closest thing to Richmond and Vancouver. So there were a lot yeah. of Asians. <laughs> yeah, northwest. Like I was saying, the yeah, northwest and northeast is like the predominantly the the immigrant and the Asian. Northeast definitely immigrants, but like Asians yeah. tend to be in the northwest. And yeah. all the Chinese, the Chinese would be all be in the northwest. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah. I'm not actually quite completely sure what the demographic is in the northeast, but because I, I lived in the northwest, yeah. then I'm fin- more still familiar. Asians. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. still a different type. Yeah, very much. Edgemont, Hamptons, Northwest, Calgary. Okay. Well, so our high school actually had a lot of Asians. I mm-hmm. say like at least thirty percent, and like there was oh, yeah. a lot. Like if you include like South Asians too, then that's even more. So mm-hmm. most of my friends growing up were Chinese or Indian, and those would be like the predominant types. Oh. But because of that, I think we still grew up with very strong Asian values, and you find like with Indian people and Chinese people, there's a lot of overlap in like tradition, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. family values. So yeah. like going on subtle Asian traits, it's like you completely relate to all of the memes. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I Wayne and I oh. always tag each other on subtle Asian traits though. Because we're always looking at the no, memes. Actually, I wasn't even yeah, I wasn't even in the group until uh, uh I think Jenny invited me to Yeah, I can't uh, believe you Asian. weren't on it. I just I like, wasn't even on. Like I feel ashamed. So yeah, yeah no, thank you for uh, uh allowing me to join. It's a lot of great content. That's how I started uh, tagging Clinton on some of the posts. Yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a rite of passage. I feel with the yeah, sort of so yeah. everybody wants to get involved on it. Yeah, but yeah, but still, so you guys grow up with a lot of other Asians in in Calgary, uh, at least or in that part of Calgary. But you know, unlike unlike Vancouver, where there's so uh, there's so many visible minorities, even though like maybe the high school was like okay, a lot of Asians, but in general, Calgary wasn't. Was there, how was like kind of that growing up, right? Because I, I mean, once you probably get to university level, that's probably not as many Asians, right? No, actually, there's a constant proportion of like a good a number, good number of Asians um, throughout our schooling. So I guess we find comfort in that with their family values and all that. So we have a pretty good um, number of friends who are Asian. Yeah, I never really felt there was anything super awkward growing up, except maybe you don't want to bring certain lunches to school because they smell funny. Mm, yeah, that is a huge thing. I can totally yeah. relate. Like I remember um, my mom would make like fried rice in a thermos. Oh, yeah. And it, every time so I want to open it up, like people would yeah. complain about like how much it stinks, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember being like ashamed of like my lunches because of that and then i'll be like i want a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and i would, oh. I would eat that for like years even though it's oh, like no. i hate it but yeah i don't know about you so you guys probably have the same thing no, with that. good 
member of the church community, like a very good Asian okay. type. So it's like you don't okay. even expect this kind of behavior from how <laughs> maybe, he is as maybe, adult, but like, maybe what it is, Wayne, I think that's like the first nag that they were doing. You know how people like purposely insult a girl uh -huh. to get attention. Oh, so he tried to make fun of her lunch. Yeah, because oh, I was like, oh. why would you make fun of like her noodles? That is so like um same thing. right. That is so F4, right? From that meteor garden. I think it's salt first because they like you. Is that how? Is that how it is? Is that? She was trying know. to draw I'm, attention. I'm not, yeah. I was a late bloomer. I wouldn't have noticed at grade three. I think you have. There's some truth in that. <laughs> Their potential. Yeah. <laughs> what are, Jenny, what about you? Did anybody complain about your uh, your guys's lunch? Not really. It's just sometimes maybe I'm self-aware. Like you heat it up, and then maybe that day there were dumplings with chives or. Dumplings are chives and you yeah. throw that in a microwave, that will clear, that'll clear so up one. any room, right? Because so it, so it's good, but if you when yeah. you microwave chives, it smells like ass. Yes. Yeah. 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 No one yeah. said anything. It was just the self-awareness, like, oh shoot, mm -hmm. someone will be won't like this. Jenny's much it's more okay. considerate. <laughs> yeah. I brought it anyway. <laughs> Well, no, but it's, it's, I'm glad to hear that uh, that you know it wasn't a horrible experience for you, where you know people made fun of it. I've certainly seen it or experienced it myself. Uh, I don't know about you, Wayne. Like, what kind of lunches you brought to school? Uh, I never bring lunch to school because I really wanted to fit in. Oh. <laughs> I I bought cafeteria food. Oh um, yeah, 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 cafeteria food. Yeah, that's what I did. Um, you know, the pizza, the the nuggets. Um. Yeah, because I really I try hard to fit in. I didn't bring any Chinese food, so oh, no. yeah, it was stupid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We we obviously had traumatic uh, childhoods with our yeah, food, whereas yeah, Jenny and yeah. Joyce get to uh, get to enjoy their their <laughs> dumplings right. that, that kind of stink <laughs> up. Before, yeah, just right? it. You'll like <laughs> this one day. No, it sounds great. Uh, and then that stuff that like we we definitely share in common. One thing that you know we kind of moved on from talking about school. Uh, at the university level, because Wayne mentioned your guys' background briefly, engineer and accountant. Just to kind of clarify, who is the accountant? Who is the engineer? So Jenny is the accountant. And Jenny's the accountant. Joyce, you're the engineer. Yeah. What kind of engineer? Uh, chemical engineering. Chemical engineering. Wh I guess what made you guys choose your uh, your background? Well, for me, since I was young, I was really interested in science and i was like i want to be a professor you know like or like mm. you know, some researcher or something like that marine biologist yeah marine biologist and then even what? my parents would call me like little professor like as a kid growing up, it was like really dirty and then i went into biochemistry in university yeah um, but then part way through i was just like i don't know so actually what happened was i went to a job fair and it was like the third term so like third year oh, okay third year yeah there was a job fair for science students and like every single person said oh um, we don't hire biochemistry we only hire chemical engineers so it's like what <laughs> what am i gonna do <laughs> so then um i was like okay maybe i do have to switch my career so then i like switched so to you that. had like a crisis of faith faith because yeah. like at the time you're like oh my god i had this realization it's like oh this yeah. may not work out yeah exactly it's like this degree is useless i didn't really want to do med school so it's like okay so do i graduate and not have a job and like plus chemical engineering even though i mean honestly i can't say i love it um 
my family's in Calgary and I wanted to go back to where my family was. So then that meant like and all the jobs would be for chemical engineering because like it's oil and gas. Like, so that's why it propelled me in that direction. Yeah, it was not really by like it was it just kind of fell into it. It's funny you mentioned about the family aspect of it. Because for myself, like I, I mentioned before in uh, other episodes, uh, my background is in geological engineering. And so like for me, I, I got nudged into the engineering track because my dad's a civil engineer. And so he really pushed me to go into engineering because at the time, like I didn't know what I want to do. But he was always like high school, do, do chemistry, do physics, do math, you know, get, get those like focus on those. And it, yeah. because they're... I, I don't know how it's now, but back then the core four you have to get really good marks on for engineering is English, chemistry, math, and uh, and physics. physics right? Once yeah. you get once you get those four and you get the high marks, that's what they that's what they base on. Like you, they could care less about biology and all those other ones. Um, mm-hmm. At that time, like UBC, like, that's what they they looked for. So my dad really pushed me on that one. But like, mm-hmm. but it was it's kind of interesting to hear. Like, yeah, you're like you're you were doing it for your family, but not in a sense like your family pressured you. But you no, were like, no. I want to I want to stay with the family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like our parents were actually really chill. Like they, oh. I think we were fairly easy compared to a lot of other kids. We were always oh. just we did okay in school, like well enough. <laughs> like, um. And they'd never had to be like, hey, go study, go study. Mm-hmm. Like our dad would be like he he loves like outdoors, he loves camping mm-hmm. and like doing all these activities. Oh, nice. So to be like, hey, hurry, um, let's go here this weekend. And I'd be like, but I have this assignment. But he'd be like, just hurry, finish it, finish it. Let's go, oh, wow. let's go. So it's like really different than your tiger parents. Yeah. Right, and yeah. like I think that's awesome. But then they did like stability. Mm-hmm. So like my parents would be like, hey, maybe you should consider pharmacy. It's a really stable job. And you're like, oh, like, you know, that kind of thing. Or now that as an entrepreneur, you kind of get it. It's like, it is a really crappy lifestyle. Like when you're, when you have that stability, you make like your six figure income, you are able to spend time to do the things you like, like traveling five weeks a year, mm-hmm. buying the like and not worrying about work after like five right but then mm-hmm. if you're an entrepreneur often you almost feel like you're paying to get the customers because like ads right and then mm-hmm. make it but hey i'm making nothing like even though my revenue is <laughs> oh high, my nothing. and it's like you don't have money to buy the things you like you don't have time to go on vacation it's just so you get it yeah no i mm-hmm. i think I, I think you're absolutely correct the whole asian parents wanting stability that is a huge, huge thing, um, and Asian culture in general. I, I feel Asian culture, like obviously, there's um, people who don't do that because how else are you gonna get progress in in science, in business, and and finance and everything? But a lot of Asians in general are very risk adverse. I find, and so they want like you know kids and whoever to like pick stable careers or or the careers that are like you know the the professional ones, right? Um, but I guess Jenny, like, what about you? Like, how did you decide to choose, um, like, accounting? Well, I guess I don't know. In my elementary, <laughs> so funny. Um, one of those things where you talk about what you want to be when you grow up, or like you make these little guesses of what your future is going to be, or about me kind of thing. Those little sheets that you fill out. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. The, the one that asked, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" I wrote, "I wanted to be a person." <laughs> 
<laughs> you want to be a person. person. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know why I wrote that, but I guess the general theme is I never really knew what I wanted to do. Um, oh, okay. And I think I had the tiniest like architect phase, but it yeah. didn't last. And by the time it came to choose my major, not I, a K-pop star. <laughs> well, of course. Yeah, I was going to ask you. I thought you wanted to be a K-pop star. <laughs> well, if I could be Blackpink, then sure. Oh, no. <laughs> I yes. ones. But when it came time to choose my university major, I just figured maybe I'll go to business school. And initially I chose finance, but I guess once I started getting into it and hearing about the iBanker life, I didn't want mm -hmm. that anymore. And yeah. seeing um, like our mom is an accountant, <laughs> so she was always working in accounting and I didn't know anything about it. I didn't really get what she did, but it seemed like a stable job. And you're like, going mom works with a lot of numbers. That's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. So it's not exactly a passion or anything, but um, <laughs> just ended up getting into an accounting major. That's what I chose after business school. After yeah. two years, I switched from finance to accounting and I guess it kind of worked out. And right now I'm doing that super Asian stability route. And <laughs> I've been with, um, I've been working at the city of Calgary for the last year oh, now. Okay. Very, very nice. typical, but is that stability route where you get a pension and it's just, yeah, yeah. yeah. One of those but, jobs that Asian parents love. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it's, it's funny, like, you know, the, I, I would say like the four of us at least started off like in that kind of, uh, path at first right it's like oh yeah mm -hmm. uh, yep. stability going through it's like where um things are kind of you see a path ahead that's always been kind of like how asian parents want you to to uh move ahead in life i i you know we'll, we'll talk more afterwards about how things diverge but it's very uh, i i find it very particular you know the commonality that like you know four four of us are, are in this chat and then mm -hmm. we all kind of went through that even though we have obviously like different upbringing in different locations um but we still go through that same th that same phase uh and i think like jenny you, know, you said you got influenced by your mom but so one thing is like i noticed the two of you guys a like, commonality was you you pivoted like uh, you know a couple of years in university did your did your parents or did anybody make any comments about that because i find that is usually where uh, people like or parents, they, they because once again with the whole being safe thing, right? It's like, oh, what? Like you're gonna change? You're gonna diverge from this path? Like halfway through? Did they? Was there any kind of comment commentary on that from from both no. of you? Um, I think mean chemical engineering is obviously a way more safe choice than biochemistry. I don't recall there being any pushback. No, I think they were very supportive. So Jenny, like you, so you, what about you? You were saying that you. Uh, you also kind of pivoted your career, changed a bit, you know, towards accounting, something that your mom did. I I would assume that your parents probably be more supportive because it's you doing something like your your mom also did, right? Following her footsteps. No, actually, I think finance would have been pretty good too. I mean, not all finance jobs end up being eye banking, but I think that was the initial goal. It's like that lofty dream yeah. of that fancy-ish type of job. Of being an eye bank, but, but it's so so much work so though. Terrible. Like it's like when I lived in Calgary, I knew a couple of eye bankers, and like they worked at Goldman Sachs and and such. And I, I hung out. We went for drinks. Those guys work six and a half days a week. Like they would work yeah. Monday to Saturday, 
sun, they would like come out for drinks on Sunday. They wouldn't sort Saturday. They wouldn't stay late, and they would have to go back to the office for half a day on Sunday. It's like great, okay, you make good money, but on a per hour basis, you are working way too many yeah, hours. Yeah, exactly. That's what I heard too. And like, you, it's not sustainable that lifestyle. But yeah. I think our parents were always very relaxed with us, and like, you know, unlike certain other asian people that might be like oh i'm gonna be a stripper then like it's different but like we oh, whoa wait 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 wait, wait. What? I, I don't know i don't know how many asian parents are like oh, or do you sorry do you, do you mean that they will i'm sure that they, happens though it's just like no, no, do you mean as in like you as the uh if you want to rebel, you'd be like, no, mom, I'm not going to be an engineer or accountant. I'm going to be a stripper. No, no, no. no, no. As in, for me and Jenny, <laughs> we chose a path in life. Jen, Jenny's holding her face right now. She's like, I'm, 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 I don't know this person. I don't. She's not my sister. Like, I'm just sitting here on the side. Like, oh my god. Look, I will let you clarify your stripper comment. Feel very please, legal Um, <laughs> but like when we chose, we chose to go to university. We chose really like safe degrees. Um, yeah. many other kids might be like, I'm gonna go and be i don't know like as i said a stripper or like or maybe i'm gonna go and clean dishes like that's my dream like i don't know then parents might be like okay you know i didn't train you to go to all those piano lessons and like sweet lessons and stuff for you to clean dishes like you know i think there's a lot like they might have a lot more resistance but then the path we chose was always safe so i think our parents had it pretty that makes sense yeah they didn't feel like they had to step in because they're like okay those two knew what they were doing But I think as we like got a little older, being in, I don't know, second, third year, it's so young, like looking back right now, but as we got a bit older, I think we got more practical too, right? Like mm-hmm. how you wanted to go from um, biochemistry to chemical engineering because your chances of securing a job would be higher. And for me, because of the high stress lifestyle of doing eye banking, that I didn't want that, right? Mm-hmm. And I thought accounting might be a little bit more stable and more comfortable so that practicality did come in pretty sure yeah well for me it was more like I want to be an entrepreneur and working if I'm a biochemistry grad I won't find a job that can save money for me to invest towards my business so engineering you get a decent salary right out of school whereas let's say if I did accounting then you get very little for a long time so that wouldn't be as practical so i was thinking always in that term like i am a bit unconventional and that i never really enjoyed like i never wanted to be in like an eight to five nine to five type of career but yeah no that makes sense i think uh once you get a taste of it you get a better sense of what the job market's like Mm -hmm. uh instead of just someone you know in a school fair telling you what to do um but no, that's a good kind of transition to, you know, yeah. the entrepreneur side of things, right? Entrepreneurship, yeah. That's actually what we want to ask you. Since you guys are, you know, you guys all have a dream. You guys don't want to do this forever, the nine to five. Because I, I, I'm I'm the same. I feel the same way. Um, starting in, uh, a full-time job right after school. And then I got so sick and tired of it. And I also started something as well. So we want to um, sort of also talk about what you guys are up to right now in terms of your business, because we know, I know that we know that you launched a, a business uh, a few years ago. Uh, tell us a little bit about your business and how is that going for you guys? So three years ago, we launched um, our current business, Velvet, and 
it's a beauty product so basically skincare products um facial oils body oils hair oils that's natural and organic and it's not our first business venture so oh, i mean okay. since we were young and especially with mm -hmm. joyce wanting to become an entrepreneur since yeah. day one pretty much okay. oh, um, wow. <laughs> she's influenced me a bunch in that way and i guess maybe uh -huh. i bring her back to bring her back down a bit to ground <laughs> um okay. but so I mean, i'm just sorry i'm just imagining like joyce would come in with these like crazy ideas and jenny just like as a accountant she's like wait wait hold up and then she starts like doing the math yeah. like, <laughs> idea costs way too much money and you're not going to make anything like like go turn around come back with a different idea kind of thing. no actually surprisingly jenny has really cool ideas like she's so creative yeah. Yeah. and i'm often the one that's like i don't know and then like but oh I, interesting i don't know it's, it's jenny is like very very creative actually but she always brings me uh -huh. back to ground in terms of like, I'd be like, I want to do this. I want to do this. I'm a lot more aggressive and mm -hmm. she's more averse. So okay. we build a balance. Yeah, I that's see. right. I guess, I, I don't know. Um, So Joyce has that entrepreneurial spirit, but I always have ideas that I'm like, hey, we should do this because I saw this on the street mm -hmm. and I got inspired that maybe yeah. this is a neat. So I come up with things like that all the time. So maybe I have a bit of it in, my, in me too. Mm -hmm, and of course that's mm -hmm. why we're okay. both together now. But since we were really young, we did things like garage sales and mm -hmm. uh, we try to maximize our profits, like selling yeah, lemonade yeah. on the side or nice. things, random little trinkets <laughs> we bought from Asia and then trying to uh -huh. sell that on the little table and trying to make All it right. look pretty. Did, did you guys ever do the, I don't know in Calgary, but I know in, in Vancouver and in Richmond, it was really popular where they would have these stores and they would have the, um, the see-through see-through boxes oh, yeah, the and then people yeah, the cubes, the oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then they would just sell random stuff from asia that people would bring over whether it's like a phone case or or some like pen or or like uh, beauty products and then everybody would have their own box that they would sell from we had it to like a small degree in calgary but not a lot so like it was still a pretty it was not a very mature idea but mm -hmm. we did do space since like yeah 20 we've been... years no 10 10 plus no, years 10 ago. plus years, yeah. yeah. So, so you guys were doing that. Is it because you, your parents didn't give you allowance that you, you wanted to start something or is it just something out of interest? Just yep. out of interest. Just out oh, of interest. Oh, interesting. Okay, okay. Like, I remember I had to do this because my parents didn't give me any um, allowance. So I did something like that too. But that's very interesting. So you guys already had that entrepreneurial sort of mindset growing up. But unfortunately, yeah. like, despite, like, hustling pretty hard, like, mm -hmm nothing really took off i think we were we from that became really resourceful like we learned a lot mm -hmm. of skills like how right. to find shop how to okay. design websites like how to do yeah. a lot of random skills yeah. but like none of our really took off like we made a little but it was not okay. good um mm -hmm. so that was where we started getting more serious mm -hmm. and more yeah. less because maybe it was like that asian side in us where it's like oh i'm scared mm -hmm. to dump more money and like that maybe limited us. Like mm -hmm. we had a beauty website thing that we did a little of. And like, I feel like if we put more money and like grew it further, it'd be huge now. That was back in 2013 and K-beauty yeah, we have all over it now. A lot. So mm -hmm. okay. a lot of random regrets. It's like, man, if yeah. we only pursued it harder, but. Mm -hmm. Um, but I we think that's for a lot of people though, right? Like the whole thing of like, oh yeah, looking back, if I did this, mm -hmm. if I did that, like, I mean, I could, I could say the same thing for other things. Uh, mm -hmm. Oh, if I invested money into this company, if I bought no. Tesla or Google, right? <laughs> yeah. well, the but, thing is, we, yeah. we started on that 
um, like we had a K beauty website before there were K beauty websites in Canada okay. or yep. US, mm -hmm. for that matter. Yeah. And we had it all set up, but of course back then it wasn't as popular, um, mm -hmm. in North America yet. And being one of the first sites, it would have been very good. And just, mm -hmm. if we had waited just like yeah. two two more years, it could have been yeah, would one have... of the biggest ones. And it's just such a regret. Like we started, we built it, but then- And this is pre-Shopify. So yeah. building the website was much harder. Yeah, Shopify. it was hard, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like months of like learning how to program somewhat. Yeah. <laughs> Do it? Right. Wow. Yeah, that's that's amazing. So, how long has this uh, Velvet been? Uh, you know, when was the sorry? When did you guys launch the uh, the business again? Was this um, just three years and ago? a half years actually. Three and, and a half years ago. Yeah. Okay. So, so since like you guys, yeah. Mm -hmm. So since like you guys are you know you guys are doing pretty well. Uh, uh, as in like you know it's been three and a half years. Um, any sort of uh, you know challenges you know since you started the the brand. Um, you know, I know you guys mentioned about you, you should have, you know, you guys would probably put more money into sort of maybe marketing or things like that, but any, any other challenges? Well, I think the takeaway is, I mean, as at this point right now is that we've learned a lot and you get so many cool mm -hmm. experiences and, yeah. um, just the knowledge of how to build this brand from scratch, create mm -hmm. products, market it, bring it to the customer, et cetera. And all the middlemen in the way like in the in between you and the customer all those things like so much knowledge that we've learned in these three and a half years um but also the challenges they're huge i mean building this brand from scratch there's a lot of things that you become really invested in like mm -hmm. ideas that you become invested in you think they're going to work so you do it you pursue it but it doesn't work out and then sometimes it feels like it's a it's really hard or very expensive to pivot yeah, then but you have to keep doing it so yeah. tons of mistakes and i guess um we'll have to keep pivoting to make mm -hmm. it more successful mm -hmm. than it is right now which yeah. i'm struggling a bit um, yeah and that's just how business okay. is. <laughs> yeah it is yeah. how business is it's, it's hard to um yeah, it's definitely hard to do branding, especially uh, also like during this time, especially COVID-19, it definitely impacted a lot of uh, small businesses. How does COVID-19 uh, affect you, you guys? Uh, so for I know you guys uh, are online, right? Yeah, when we have mm -hmm. an online channel, but I think right. what really convinces customers is when they try our products. So our mm -hmm. oils, right. um, so it's our formulation, um, it's feels completely different than any other oil. It doesn't feel sticky or greasy. So it's something that you really need to test out. So like when we did markets, it was really easy mm -hmm. to show people why our product is superior. But on a website, like just having educational videos or like, mm -hmm. it's just not enough. So that's yeah. where we're finding a huge drop in. Yeah, so this year has been- Potential revenue. Um, were we you have... guys were you guys doing um, like going to those little art art fairs and markets yeah. before Christmas markets yeah. and stuff like yeah. that? Yeah, we did a lot of Christmas markets. We also did trade shows, so we were like flying to Toronto and New York. Yeah. And... Oh, wow. Okay. But now this year we're we're, we're taking a step yeah. back and we realize like maybe we need like with our product it's a little too hands on. Like mm -hmm. maybe find ways to make it a lot more e commerce friendly, but at mm -hmm. our price were a little bit on the mass like luxurious side so it's more like 48 mm -hmm. 68 dollar type range so 
Right. People don't really on impulse buy it when compared to let's say ordinary five dollars. Mm-hmm. So we've learned a lot about challenges in these this industry. We also had years exploring like oh let's get into all these big retail stores and we did have mm-hmm. discussions with a lot like lots of very well known retail chains, but we just found it to like you know good revenue but not mm-hmm. good profit. So oh I see yeah, yeah that's the thing with retail. Big orders with these big chains, but then. Yeah working with them you end up actually losing money because they need so much support they need so much advertising like if you face every retailer will blacklist so you have to be so careful and now instead of like last year where we were like aggressively dumping Mm -hmm. money trying to grow it and now we're scaling back we're reflecting and pivoting wow that's that's a lot of work right yeah definitely Uh, so where can i find you guys as a product since you guys are you know you, you mentioned about reaching out to retailers um Will we be only finding in, in Calgary or can we find it somewhere else in Canada? So we are sold online. So pretty much anyone all over the world can buy our product. Okay. Um, there's also select retailers throughout, mm-hmm. uh, throughout the U.S. that does carry our products. Unfortunately, oh, not US too? Okay. right now, okay. but Toronto, we do have um, like Source Organics is one of, is a store that we love. Um, it's run by the makeup oh. artist for Shits Creek. So she's an Emmy. Oh, okay. Emmy, oh, that's a makeup artist, and she's nice. amazing. Wayne, she's try sweet. some of that body oil and let me know how it goes. Like, I, I want, I want to use some of that body oil. I need to, I need to get my skin all, all nice and uh, nice and shiny. <laughs> no, I have it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, actually, no. When we met up with Jenny and Joyce, when they were actually in Toronto for a trade show, or, or something like that, and, and then yeah, they gave gave us a bottle. But you know, initially, I thought it's for women only. So I didn't use it, but again, <laughs> I assume that this is actually a unisex product, right? For both men and women in terms of skin and hair, hair oil, right? Yep. yep. <laughs> it's you know how That's it easy. is. It's marketing, right? Like, but yeah, the brand. Honestly, I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know because the packaging is so beautiful. By the way, if you guys didn't have a chance to look at it, take a look online. I I just noticed that you guys had um came up with the the holiday packaging. Mm. which looks amazing that's why i thought it's for for women only because it's just so nice like usually oh. you find a guy's product it's just yeah, guy stuff is very minimal right. and like very aggressive very <laughs> yeah right but you're just so pretty so i didn't know if i should use it but now you know i'm talking about it maybe i should give it a try my skin is actually very dry no, so i know you have the solution for dry skin right yeah mm-hmm. and you Wayne, can use Wayne it the power so damp skin <laughs> That yeah. it will really feel in that moisture. Oh, yeah, Wayne, bring, bring some back. Bring some back for me. I, I want to <laughs> okay. test this out. I want to look pretty. I want to look good. I want to look good over the holidays. I'm going to use it. I want to get myself ready for 2021. Supposedly, it's going to get better. So I want to look so. my best. <laughs> I want to look my best starting 2021. Yeah. yeah. But no, but like Jenny Joyce, like I, one thing that you guys said, like I, I picked up on I, and I thought it was really good um, about uh being able to scale back because i think you hear a lot of brands like all aggressive and you talk about big department changes i think we see this year is a lot of brands they like big department stores like in the states like your barneys and and all these companies are all like announcing bankruptcy and one of the things i hear a lot because i i have some friends who either work adjacent to fashion or they work in a boutiques or whatever and the worst thing they said was they these brands are now coming back or not brands but the stores 
because mm -hmm. they couldn't sell your product because uh, they had so much stock and the, the department stores were all closed. They come back, they're like, here's your, here's your product. Here's, here's all that supply that you sold us. We want our money back. And then they oh, end up being screwed wow. over. Damn. Yeah, it's you know. very dangerous because mm -hmm. they, the big retailer wants a million units and then you have to take out a loan because mm -hmm. they usually yeah. don't pay you until net 30, 60 after yeah. receiving yeah, yeah. The product. And if it doesn't sell, they're going to ask for a refund. Net 60 mm -hmm. is like a good thing. Like usually it's like yeah. net 90. Yeah. Some places oh, net yeah, yeah. So like, and also, and they, they know how to protect themselves. So they will mm -hmm. say if it sell by a certain amount of time, you refund any refunds, you have to pay for it. So it's yeah. actually crazy risky. Like it sounds amazing on like a pitch. So like on paper, yeah, it's yeah. all we yeah. sold eight figure revenue, but like mm -hmm. how much money of that did you keep? Right. And, yeah. yeah. And you, you, you never say about like, you had to take like a million dollar loan in order to sell yeah. that, right? Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And with all these department stores closing too, right? It's getting super risky. So like, mm -hmm. Going to the trade show last year in New York, we mm -hmm. found a lot of the big department stores weren't coming anymore because I think mm -hmm. they're all being really careful. Yeah, they're lowering their yeah. But you see a lot of discounters. Mm -hmm. Right. Liquidate. Okay. So that was a bit yeah. disappointing. And that also speaks about the nature of this industry too. Mm -hmm. You just, mm -hmm. building a luxury brand is risky. Like they're, of course, you still want to create a very high quality product, but you need to make it so that it's really marketable online mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right so i guess right now with this year now that most of the retailers are you know they're struggling so you are focusing more on uh e-commerce um any are you working currently with any um influencers or working with any media outlets to promote your brand online or what is your strategy this year i mean yeah. or towards black friday and or holiday season well last year we actually had a like, because we were trying to focus on the U.S., so we had a PR uh -huh. firm in the U.S. try to promote yeah. us, to like a big, lots of big publications. Mm -hmm. And we find that even though getting into some of these, oh, now I'm a scene on this big publication, it didn't yeah. actually work to sales. It no oh, longer okay. had the same effect. Um, mm -hmm. Influencers too, I think people, especially in beauty, it's gotten really saturated. Yeah. So then, okay. like we found if Instagram especially mm -hmm. is not converting, I think you have to pick specific influencers that you know actually mm -hmm. have skill engaged yeah. following and i find most of them are on youtube or tiktok so instagram yeah. is definitely falling out a favorite yeah yeah <laughs> that's a good to know yeah is that is that the reason why you started a tiktok account um okay so, <laughs> <laughs> so how that happened was um my friend actually he started a youtube account and he's yeah. a twitch gamer okay like now he's a twitch gamer, but then he didn't have twitch so okay. He um, posted some things on TikTok and it really took off. And like he's, mm. his YouTube channel suddenly grew like a lot. So like now he's quite successful and he is doing it full time. Mm -hmm. But okay. he encouraged me to really like consider TikTok. He's like, if you really want to take, you know, your brand to the next level, maybe think about it. Mm -hmm. And like it was, it's a very, it's frustrating because um, it's random how they choose to promote. So if TikTok... Yeah that you have their own secret algorithm, no one's completely figured it out. Mm -hmm. But sometimes video could be really popular and sometimes it shows to 20 people. So I think, I don't know, that's my experience, but I do see other people, their accounts are consistently gaining a lot of views. Maybe my content isn't good, I don't know. But 
You gotta do the dances, right? You gotta do yeah. all the all the trends. What was that one? Like you gotta kick the shoe and then it transforms oh, yeah, your outfit. One. You gotta do all those dances. Yes, that is that there are trends. So like yeah, I guess the kind of like one big community and their video memes. But mm-hmm. um I think for a lot of pro- content creators, it's more like information based. So you're right. not you don't always have to dance. There's people mm-hmm. who like talk about obscure history facts there's people who mm. do like languages. Yeah. there's lots of actually really neat content or like pet videos or mm-hmm. it's, or like this one guy does like finance advice videos right mm-hmm. so yeah. i'm seeing there are a few like beauty influencers and i thought well mm-hmm. i have a beauty brand like how about i try so that was my initial approach but then um i found the audience is much younger so younger yeah. audience really like a different philosophy than Velvet, which mm-hmm. is geared towards maybe 30 plus. Mm-hmm. So um, I found is, it not. Is that your target market? Like, well, sorry, what was your the, the target market for Velvet? Um, Velvet is actually more like we do have, like, I mean, because your audience, like, I don't want to alienate anyone, but mm-hmm. it's more 35 plus type of age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a more luxury product. Like, these consumers are usually more, they want something that works, they want something that's natural. Mm-hmm. Um, they also want something that you know like it makes them feel good feel better about themselves about the environment mm-hmm. um, yeah more sustainable focus yeah but with younger people obviously price is a big issue they don't have as much concern about mass market brands they don't like fragrance and they like a lot and they're also a little more um curious into mm-hmm. like exactly the ingredients so it's like the ordinary, like that kind of philosophy is a lot more of what they like, which right. I think is fine too. It's very valid, um, just different preferences. I've, and- I've mm-hmm. tried the ordinary. Like I've tried like what is it, the ones like the retinol. I've tried the mm-hmm. whatever caffeine for like the eye bags. And mm-hmm. I've got to tell you, all right, so Jenny and Joyce. So wait, we were talking about K-pop and the whole like training thing. But yeah, like I've watched the whole um, what was that? Blackpink, Blackpink documentary on Netflix. Yeah. I don't know if you guys saw that. Yeah, yeah. yeah and they were talking about the whole training is like super intense because mm. you you guys mentioned about how they weren't looking actually for sometimes talent, but they were looking for like personality because mm. they have these like mm. super strict regimented uh, training academies, right? Yeah. So they usually start at like twelve. And yeah, yeah. so it's like we train you on how you have to behave how you portray yourself how you like talk in a variety show how you sing it's like everything and i think k-pop star they have like older people so it was like at my ripe age of like late 20s at that point and was like this is my only break for like some chinese singing competitions before but even in calgary there's a very limited amount of them so yeah it was like it was exciting so do you get wait do you guys find there's a difference between a chinese singing competition versus a korean singing competition like are the standards different or the the people a lot more dancing it's not the same i mean like we've done chinese singing competitions both of us at some point in our lives um but it's just like a local competition right it's not like auditioning to become part of an idol Mm -hmm. group so Mm -hmm. the nature of the audition or the Mm -hmm. um, contest is just not the same yeah like they're not usually for tv right because like it's calgary so like in vancouver Mm -hmm. you guys might have like the voice of china come to vancouver or like productions calgary they had some but they were never at the same level and usually it'd be like 
maybe they'll have Calgary and then you have one rep go to Vancouver to compete mm-hmm. with the rest of the Vancouver people. So right. it's just a lot more limiting. Is it because there's less uh, Asians in Calgary? Is that the, the yeah definitely you know, is that the reason? Like okay. they canceled the sh- the con the contest altogether. Yeah. We don't even there was have just, it was not enough talent. Okay. No, gotcha. I mean there's actually surprisingly a good size. It's just compared to Vancouver, it's way less. Mm-hmm. Or the yeah, budget. Yeah, they, they don't want to make the effort to to do it right. Yeah. yeah like, and like you do here, for instance, like Edmonton has less. So like one of the singing competitions this girl from Edmonton actually rented a place in Calgary for a month just to enter that Chinese competition. Because yeah. like they're so lit, like there, there isn't much choice. And you hear that about people in Saskatchewan coming to Calgary, they rent a place for a month just for the audition. But you hear the same for like people entering like, let's say the Miss Chinese pageant in Vancouver yeah. and they'll yeah. go to Vancouver for like a few months just to do it. So it's like, do you deem it worth your time? Right, like, and whereas K-pop star, that was a weekend, so it was just really good. It was a good way for you guys to meet and hang out, right? And then you got a you get a bonding <laughs> yeah. story out of yeah. it. That's, yeah, that's, mm-hmm. uh, that's good. And now I, I'm gonna are... tell you now, though, like I am a horrible singer, <laughs> so if we all like hang oh. out, like I'm just gonna sit back if you guys do karaoke. I'm just gonna sit back and watch, maybe well, film some rap. stories. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll do, do a rap round. Yeah, at at best, at worst, yeah. So I'll do the beatboxing. But so, <laughs> you guys, I guess, what have you guys beatboxing been kind of doing hard. now? Yeah, beatboxing is hard. Um, but what have you guys been up to now? Like, you know, a lot of karaoke, a lot of singing. I actually haven't been singing as much, and I do wish to go back into it. I think a lot of our time has been spent, like, on, I guess, entrepreneurial activities or just, mm, yeah. Jenny's gaming a lot. <laughs> but yeah, well, what are you, uh, what are you playing? Um, I play a bit of... There's a few games like for a while I was really into Don't Starve Together. Oh and yeah, then yeah. Gauntlet for a bit. <laughs> You've been and, playing League now. Yeah, League a bit these days, but I'm really bad. But I'm trying to practice, so I'm not bad. <laughs> and then at the beginning of the um, lockdown, we were playing a lot of Age of Empires mm. with our friends. Oh. <laughs> Are you Age of Empires two? Age of Empires. Yep, because yeah, 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 two is a classic, right? Yeah, yeah, I used to play two a lot. Been playing it for years and years and years. This gives away so our age like immediately. Yeah. <laughs> I did play a pretty cool game like near Automata, and that was amazing. That was like actually very deep and philosophical. So I was very impressed. <laughs> Damn, I I need to I need to get my gaming back on. Like mm-hmm. I've been I've been eyeing the PS5 and mm, right. Yeah, think about that. I, I feel personally it's like placebo effect more than I don't know like Wayne have you tried have you tried anything from ordinary? I haven't tried any no nothing nothing from that so I I, I tried like one or two mm-hmm. and then I, I go on like Reddit because there's always yeah. like some forms like dedicated to like ordinary okay. and okay I, I feel that like some people are like you know alchemists or something and they're like okay you got to do like a mil uh five milliliters <laughs> of this with huh? four milliliters oh of that then you got to combine with this and then you got to use this That's other product and then you got to use this rose whatever rose water thing yeah. and i'm looking at it and i'm, I'm <laughs> counting it up and then by the time you're done you're like wait a minute that is just like a 30 dollar product that's like a 40 dollar oh. product because you because wow. you think like because you can't just use one thing like that mm-hmm. one bottle is five dollars but by the time you combine it all to make it effective like a like a serum then you're, you're spending like upwards of t- uh, 20 or 30. 
So hmm. I might as well just stick to I might as well just stick to my regular mm -hmm. products, right? So yeah, so that's kind yeah. of like the older approach, right? So little like younger people like to mm -hmm. mix and match. They like to yeah. go all by like active ingredients, yeah. but older people like they want a one like one size fit. Not one we size know we learned we learned right? where, like, everything is included. Mm -hmm. They're willing to pay more for it, like to have someone concoct something that's you know all done for you. So. Um, I'm a cosmetic chemist as well. I went back to school to get this. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. So um, now, like, I go and, like, I love reading ingredient lists. So, like, honestly, ordinary, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. And, like, these are ingredients that have been statistically proven to help your mm -hmm. skin. Um, yeah. Clean beauty people might have some concerns about some of the ingredients. But it's it's a great area. So, it really depends on your preferences um and like i mean nothing is you know like none of these products can be miracles they can help it takes, yeah. yeah it takes time uh, it takes time too right yeah it takes time um actually skincare mm -hmm. products take about maybe mm -hmm. six weeks before you really yeah. see something right mm -hmm. you have to be patient but if you have any questions like what is what are your skin concerns and maybe we can guide you in the right direction <laughs> well i'm definitely yeah. i'm definitely dming both you like joyce and jenny oh, like i'll be like so okay i i just got this like acne on my face like how do i get rid of it it's like oh damn like <laughs> I, I am going to be dming you guys i'm going to send yeah. photos i'll be like okay i got this splotchy thing on my face oh, how about i get rid of yeah, it feel free i will to... message you yes. yeah also check out their website too because uh, i find their website very uh, informative you can basically find a lot of uh, information uh, by the like for for the product uh, you know that dedicated to your to your certain skin type you can actually find it there too so I find that very helpful or check out their even their Instagram is very uh, it has a lot of information so check it out as well if you if you have time go for it I I, I yeah I I've been I I've been following their Instagram a lot um, since the beginning so I I've seen their stuff it's pretty good yeah. But so you guys talked about all the different challenges of like work and obviously like with the market, with um, COVID, but there's one like I want to ask about and that's like family because, you know, yeah. like you guys got your job, one's an engineer, one's an accountant. And then when you told your family, it's like, hey, we're going to have these side business. And then now you've got this one like Velvet and it's like, oh, hey, I'm going to go do trade shows. I'm going to fly to New York. Like, was there any concern on their end or any pushback because they're like, wait a minute, like, why aren't you focusing your time on your job? Why are you running off to New York or, or oh. Toronto or wherever, right? Like, I think our family was, like, they've seen us try to start businesses for a long time. Mm -hmm. So I believe oh, okay. that they did not expect it to ever grow to this level. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they probably thought it'd just be like a side thing, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. and Like a hobby. Yeah, like a hobby. But... I think now that they're seeing that it escalated and it's like, hey, be careful, like don't overspend. Mm -hmm. Like maybe you guys should step back because this is a very difficult industry. And like it helps curb some of our, I guess, over enthusiasm because mm -hmm. I'd say last year we tried really hard to grow aggressively and we definitely didn't make all like, the moves were not they didn't the work out as planned. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. So yeah. now we're trying to recover from some of that those bad okay. decisions um and this year has been hard too so yeah sure i think they've been they've been really good at being generally quite hands-off but helpful like oh can you drive me to the airport or like um, yeah very supportive yeah, very that's supportive. great good to hear um, they'll sprinkle in some of the 
hey, it, don't spend too much. Um, don't mm -hmm. go too risky because mm -hmm. you still want to protect yourself. Like be safe. Yeah. yeah. Damn, Damn, like. Yeah, they're great. I wish I wish I had parents like these. Like, wait, like, what the hell? Like, you and I don't spent like how many episodes complaining about our parents? No, it's okay. My mom doesn't listen to it, but she was always the one that says, "Ah, oh, you know what? Too much money. Give up. To go, go find a job. Yeah, it's too difficult. Well, why are you doing this? It's like just yeah, just focus like, on oh. your job. Yeah. No, yeah, we need we need parents yeah. like like Jenny and Joyce's parents. That's okay. so supportive, though. Yeah, so good yeah. to hear. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But so, we're never encouraged to quit our jobs. Yeah. <laughs> to go full time. It was yeah. always you need right. to have this because yeah, of course, yeah, you have enough um, mm -hmm. like right. proper financial right. management. Right. So right. right. Like okay. I'm a lot more impulsive, and I'm pretty much like always ready to like, oh, I'm gonna do this full time. But yeah. given what happened last year, I feel like mm -hmm. it sounded on paper like we were doing great. Mm -hmm. We spent lot more than we needed to so yeah, right having the job actually did help financially because right it'd be a lot harder without it right i think that you, you raise a really good point i mean starting a business is not easy unless you already mm -hmm. have tons of money that you're ready to spend yes like for example for someone like you guys you guys started you know basically you funded your own business with your own money right out of yep. your own pocket so that's not mm -hmm. easy do you have any sort of advice that you want to give to any listeners out there who wants to start a business uh, what would you, what's some, what are some of the advice that you would give them? Like we were managed to save a lot of costs by doing a lot ourselves. Mm -hmm. So like mm -hmm. self formulation, we do our right. own graphic design. So all the packaging. Right, you have to do all the things by yourself, yeah. right? Like yeah. everything, right? Like mm. it was only last year that we started trying to outsource, and we realized maybe that was not the best yeah. approach. No. So now scaling it back, I think. So I, I think the advice would be to try to do everything yourself. Mm -hmm. At least that way you know what you're paying mm -hmm. for. When you go out right. to look for someone mm -hmm. to do it for you so that's a good point yeah anything you do familiar familiarize yourself with it so that um when it comes to this is how much our service costs you know what to expect and what would be fair mm -hmm. and okay. that way because there's going to be a lot of people coming to your business asking you mm -hmm. hey do you need a service and mm -hmm. we can help you do this and they make it sound so perfect so it's very easily to mm -hmm. fall into mm -hmm. that trap especially if you're really right. tired doing certain things mm -hmm. but understanding the value of the service that can be provided to you would be the most valuable and of course That's try to keep your costs low like even low. yeah 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 so <laughs> look around yeah. um minimum orders type of things don't yeah. just make ah uh, that's a good point <laughs> yeah, yeah. Minimum order thing. lots of options shop around yeah. and just be yeah. very careful with your budget or yeah, have a budget, budget mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. Sometimes like unexpected things come along and you have to spend yeah. the money for it. But okay. So you guys, yeah, you know, we talked a lot about your hobbies. Uh, talked a lot, you know, about what you guys like to do. It seems like a lot of time is like work, like growing your business. Yeah. Having a bit of relaxing. Then we want to we want to touch on the the other subject that you know people would spend their time, especially in this age, is dating. The aspect dating. of the whole dating <laughs> subjects, right? We want to ask, yeah. you know, Jenny and Joyce asking about what it, what it's like, you know, dating in Calgary or or just dating in general. Now, like, mm -hmm. I I profess, like, I'm I'm the I'm the married one in this group, so <laughs> I don't I don't I I've been out of the dating game for a while, you know. So maybe oh. like, <laughs> I've been I've been married since twenty. Oh shit! I gotta. My wife is looking at me. 2018. Side, oh, so 2018. 2018. 2018. I remember. Oh, 2018. Oh, I missed your wedding. Okay. 
He sent me yeah, an invite. Yeah, to miss my wedding. I sent an invite. Yeah, I remember. Maybe I missed my wedding. I remember. 2018. 2018 <laughs> yeah. was my wedding. Yeah. Uh, but I, you know, I, I do still want to, f- uh, you know, hear about what the dating, dating yeah. scene is like, especially as Asians, you know, in Western culture. And I think, you know, Wayne is also single. We can all like, you know, spread the advice and tips for each other kind of thing, right? So yep, what what sure. is the dating scene like in Calgary for, for you two? Who's starting first? Jenny, you know, let's start off with you. Like, tell us kind of a bit about what, what dating, at least to you, what a dating scene is like in Calgary. Okay, um, so yeah, I've, I've been on a few apps and for a while which, now which which apps which, which apps, apps? Um, yeah i've used <laughs> tinder um hinge tantan um, what? Follow, but very wait, short wait, wait, sorry, what is tantan i've tantan. never heard what of is that dating app. yeah it's a chinese dating app it's a, Chine- wait, it's a only chinese only chinese people use app. it what the Not hell oh, i didn't know about this largely chinese yeah, people there's like yeah. there's oh. also like I've seen like is, white is it like people. the Weibo? Is it like the Weibo of of dating apps? Like like what do you mean by like a Chinese dating app? Like know, all um, Chinese? The app is from China. <laughs> oh, so Wayne Wayne is like writing it down. down. He's like writing it down. <laughs> yeah, it's like Tom Tom maybe. Yeah. Like search search. Yeah, but Tan Tan like they're Tinder in China, so it's the same Ah, interesting. So it's like a knockoff. It's like a Chinese knockoff yeah, of, yeah, exactly. of existing dating app. Yeah, sometimes you see like crazy. Oh, also they have no location requirements, so then you can swipe on people outside of the city. Mm-hmm. So sometimes what? they have like crazy attractive guys that look like movie stars in China, and they're probably fake accounts, but. Or they're probably in China because it's like there's no location base. We're like, oh, this guy's in like Chengdu like, or something, right? Like, yeah. How did I, like, how do we come across it? I don't even remember. But even Joyce has been on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. okay. So you've been on a bunch of apps. Like, which yep. one is your favorite, Jenny? I I or like all Hinge, but there's like, not that many people on it. In the end, everyone is on Tinder. Um, so that's your biggest reach. But still, in Calgary. It takes a long time to swipe to someone that you want to swipe right on. <laughs> but I think maybe it's just because I do have a preference of dating an Asian just mm. because of all the traditions and like family right. value okay. and things like okay. that are Makes sense. So it's, there's like five Asians in Calgary, so it's very hard. <laughs> <laughs> and, two of them, and two of them are sitting in one room, right? Two of them are sitting yeah. in one room and then the other two are your parents. So there's one other Asian somewhere out in the city. Oh no. Um, sometimes you see the same people over and over. It's just oh, that's not fun. Not, yeah, there's not that many. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. Okay. Well, Wayne, I think Wayne and I talked about this. So the dating thing is like where yeah. um, it's like you know you have all the apps, but some, and I think I, I see it in Vancouver too. Like not myself. First of all, I when I, when I say I see it, I see my <laughs> I help I help my my friends like with their profiles. Mm-hmm. I help my guy friends and I help yeah. my female friends swipe. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like we, we, I see that it's like sometimes like the same people on the same apps over and over again. Yeah. Yep. And do you see the so, same people in different apps? Pretty much, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I'm on a few, so they they have every okay, right so... to be on a few too. But I, wow. I think the apps are good to give okay. you like a bigger reach yeah. to people. But at the same time, it makes it harder because everyone else is so overwhelmed with all this information plus everyone's just exhausted because they all yeah. get left on red or some girls matched 100 people and they just don't reply you know so oh, everyone okay. is having yeah. dating app fatigue and it's very evident especially during covid oh one thing about yeah, calgary okay. too um 
it's really easy to swipe the same person. Yeah, I have like yeah, I have that benchmark or of what sounds you very should. responsible. Yeah. Yes, because yeah, like yeah. the last few years in the business, we always felt like, oh, if we spend more money, it's gonna grow bigger. Like this is gonna work. Like mm-hmm. we had um a very like very good like reputable marketing firm come pitch mm-hmm. to us. They're like mm-hmm. we do everything for all these huge brands. Like you know all of them. Like they're very very big right. retail okay. brands. Like, we don't yeah. want like right. So we were like, wow, that's amazing. Like we have the world's best expert helping us. But you know what? It's like if your product wasn't meant to grow like that, then all that money isn't gonna do enough. Like unless you have so right. much that network effects are crazy. Like, but mm-hmm. by so much, a million dollars. So you have to keep pivoting until you find something that's able to grow quite rapidly on a grassroots scale. Then mm-hmm. you can start spending more. But if you can't even do that, don't like expect spending more is gonna like make you blow up it likely won't <laughs> yeah it really depends it really depends on like yeah i feel like you also have to do your research um you know before you start a business you got to know your niche your market your target audience those are also the things that i think a lot of people don't understand like they think oh you know what i have a little bit of money i have an idea i'm just gonna go ahead with it but mm-hmm. it takes a lot of uh, research i mean some people maybe start they, they spend years of research before they actually start a business so I see a lot of uh, entrepreneurs out there, right? There's a lot of tons of them are out there, but but they don't. A lot of them they they don't know the hard work behind it. I feel like you yeah. guys are set of very you know, perfect examples. It's not easy. You guys, you know, you spend so many years doing this, and you're so growing. I understand, but it's not easy. It doesn't, you know, branding doesn't happen in a day, right? It takes years to right. develop your brand. And right? know your audience. Like you have to know what your customer yeah. wants because. Yep. Mm-hmm. you have like this product is great quality it's really good i love it mm-hmm. i made it not that not everyone thinks like mm-hmm. you right. <laughs> and that's the hard truth <laughs> you'll find out when you yeah. spend a ton of money you make all of this and then you're like okay i think it deserves this much mm-hmm. i think people will pay this much but that's not the truth you really have to cater to your audience and mm-hmm. the customer yeah. you need to know what they want yeah and wayne and i yeah. i think we're trying to learn that in this podcast too uh, you know, cater and listen to your audience. We sometimes like we're like, oh yeah, we think our audience would love this, and then we get feedback. We're like, no, that was boring. Like you guys shouldn't talk about that. So <laughs> definitely, the uh, learning about your audience is a uh, is a very good, um, very good uh, advice. So you know, we we talked a bit about you know, your guys's uh, you know careers, you know your regular full time jobs, your your side hustle which is now expanding and you guys have got lots of great ideas to keep blowing it up but what about like what do you guys do for fun now we talked a bit about joyce you know with her TikTok career that she does on the side um but i also know that yeah i also know that you guys really like to travel right so uh maybe like you know starting off with you jenny like like what what I mean, obviously, right now we're doing COVID, so we're not doing that much traveling, or at least not international traveling. But what do you guys like like to do for travel? That was before COVID, or even right now, uh, maybe on some like more uh, you know domestic trips. Yeah, I guess back to the family thing. Um, our family just—we've been traveling since we were babies, <laughs> pretty much. Oh, we've been going nice. everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I know. One of our earlier trips were going to Japan, and I was maybe two or three. Three. I was two yeah. or three. 
but the stuff before that I don't really remember I'm pretty sure we went to places I can't really remember but since we moved to Canada almost every summer we'd go somewhere like either it'd be a road trip or Disney World or just going to some national parks in the States or driving all the way from Calgary to Toronto things like that we've been traveling so much so obviously our whole family has a travel bug and we still do <laughs> no that's that's amazing to hear because you know, yeah. it's funny because you mentioned about traveling like uh really really early and really young uh my my parents did that with me too but I think for the reason that um when you're a baby like under two oh, the, it's, the, it's free it's free right <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah and so because of that like they would always like they would just take me everywhere before I was two and it's like oh no no you went to this place we're never going again I was like I don't remember oh, any no. of this <laughs> no yeah we did a lot of traveling and then we did our first backpacking trip actually like by ourselves in like twenty. Mm-hmm. 20- oh are you counting Japan yeah that, that was off. yeah Japan <laughs> but then we also did like Costa Rica and Panama yeah, where yeah. it was more yeah. like an action type of backpacking yeah and we hostels. stayed in hostels That's fun. Yeah. did you guys go by your like did you guys go by yourselves or did you go with other friends no we went with a bunch of friends yeah okay and then after it translated to like a three mm-hmm. month trip oh, in wow. like 2016 where we did southeast asia and like mm-hmm. it was amazing but i mean covid's obviously ruined all travel plans yeah <laughs> so yeah well thank you um, to Europe in two days. Yeah, actually, I was supposed to be in London now. UK. Oh, and then no, I'm just saying that you guys should just come to Vancouver uh, next month so we can all get together. I'm coming to Vancouver. Yeah, Wayne's coming to Vancouver. Yeah, you guys are coming to Vankouver. Yeah, karaoke. I'll watch you guys karaoke. I'll film. I'll be in charge of filming. But have you have you guys done any kind of traveling uh, kind of right now, like during during this whole pandemic obviously like more i think what everyone's doing like for myself for example i went to the wineries in in Kelowna, mm-hmm. uh, going out to the island have you guys gone out anywhere um i made a trip out to vancouver for a week um in september and then we've done side trips to oh. edmonton mm-hmm. edmonton <laughs> and jasper so and like in a bit yeah for me as well yeah just mm-hmm. like going places nearby but i guess we can still discover things right there's always something to look at yeah and like road trips because yeah. we're still reluctant to fly and i'd say yeah, we're a little yeah. more careful than the average person for covid mm-hmm. oh no i i absolutely agree about like mm-hmm. right now if you don't need to fly like don't get on a plane right like why why go through the hassle why put yourself in that contained space if you don't need to yes yeah. I, i've been just sticking to road trips so, I have no choice. Like I live so far, so for me to go back to Vancouver, I do have to fly. And whenever I go back, especially this yeah, year, four days and pass yeah. by Calgary. I think that's a better idea. Uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> but I already bought my ticket, so I'm just gonna go to Vancouver. No, he's gonna come hang out with me. Okay, he's gonna come hang out with me. Yeah. Because there are very few Asians, right? Like, okay, there are. Sorry, actual... what, do you, what do you mean by swipe the same person? Like, as in. The two like of you swipe the same person? <laughs> so, like, in your friend group, it's highly likely you all swipe on the same guys. Like, Oh, okay. Gotcha, oh, gotcha. I see. I don't know what you mean. It's like, did you swipe on this guy? Oh. And it's, like, always like that. Like, all the good guys we swipe on yeah. together. And it's like, this is so awkward. Like, Yeah, it's kind of awkward. 
I'm just trying to imagine the conversation where like you, you're with your friend and you're like, oh my God, so I'm talking to this guy. He seems really cool. I think we're going to go out and grab a drink. And he's like, wait, what does he look like this here? And then your friends look at him. It's like, oh, oh, oh I'm talking to him too. Yeah, no, it's usually more like, hey, who are you talking? Who did you swipe on? And then you send pictures and it's like, oh, I matched that person too. So then you kind of know already. <laughs> do you, do you just go like dibs? Do you feel like, yo, I, I talked about him first. Like, you know, I called dibs on that guy. <laughs> Like it doesn't happen as often as right, okay. it does, but it has. Like we've seen it, but generally you choose your friends over this random yeah. dude online. So I think it's fair game for friends yeah, until you game. get progressed to a more serious level. Mm -hmm. But then for sisters, I think you choose one and like you just like awesome. rock paper scissors. You like rock paper scissors. All right, who's gonna choose? <laughs> oh. yeah. Have you have you ever had to like? Tell, like, just, like, been in a situation where you're both talking to the same guy and you keep talking and you're like hey i know you're talking to my sister so you can't you kind of have to be like only one of us you can talk to has that has that happened no we've never let it happen yeah. like we've never let it you go really that, progress that far yeah because if you see someone good then i just be like hey joyce have you seen this guy mm -hmm. I'll be like, like oh, are you talking oh, to him okay. <laughs> Well, you guys have very good chemistry, I have to say, though. Well, we know good. each other with, like, preferences. <laughs> yeah. So then if I see someone that I think Joyce would like, too, then you want to... Oh, that helps. That really helps. Yeah. You guys are a great team. No wonder you guys are business partners. It yeah, would be exactly. Fun if you were in, like, other bigger cities. Like, I find, like, mm -hmm. when I was single, I would be swiping a lot whenever I left Calgary. Because it's, like... <laughs> I mean, okay, like, I don't need to have an Asian person. Like, really, honestly. Like, every all races are one like are potentially mm -hmm. good yep, but for sure. like in the end i think growing up in such an asian household like you still want someone who's compatible with your mm, yeah you you want you want the it makes it easier like yeah. understanding traditions right you don't have to sit there and explain like every single thing it's like oh why does your family do this why do um, they why do they plastic wrap their couch why why do they never take <laughs> why do they never take the wrapping off the remote control you know yeah. like oh my god everything. yeah like, you know all those things. or like stuff like i love eating asian food all the time so one of my friends she dated this guy who she's Chinese and he's white. Mm -hmm. He didn't like noodles. So it's like, I can't do that. I can't. Yeah, can't like, yeah. What the hell, right? Well, Asian what? people don't like noodles. So it's really not race dependent, but there's a higher yeah. probability. Yeah, then, my like, wife and I had this conversation where like, yo, like if you had some like, like weird dietary restriction, like for me, like I love like chicken, like fried chicken. Like if she told mm -hmm. me that you can eat chicken, mm -hmm. I'd be like, no, this ain't gonna work. Or eggs, if she doesn't eat eggs, I'd be like, <laughs> Oh, <laughs> well, that's so true, though. Yeah, I agree with you. Like, like, little things like that, it makes it a little easier, but it's about the person. It's not yeah. about the race. So anyone could work. But then Calgary, I think the preference mm -hmm. being like such an oil and gas town and kind mm -hmm. of like Alberta is like more rural. <laughs> not yeah. rural, mm -hmm. but like we have no, the I don't know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. There's you're not, you're not like you're not like a, you're not Toronto. You're not as like a first tier city kind of yeah. place, right? I'm I'm mm -hmm. gonna use that term myself. I, I would say it's not like the the big the big metropolitan. metropolitan. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, I find that people have a preference for like these bearded, tatted up, like rig type men, and like that's not my taste. I like a very like metro, like um, sharp city type look and like that's really rare in calgary yeah so, like... you see a lot of trucks and like mm -hmm, hunting mm -hmm. fishing, fishing. <laughs> oh, 
those people, right? Yeah, like, so oh, they're... that reminds me of the stampede looks, right? Is that uh, not like the Calgary stampede where everyone dresses the same? A little bit, a little bit. It's not always, but people generally move here because either they in oil and gas or they love yeah. outdoor mountains yeah. like we have the most right. so like you see people who are like always every weekend like they go out to the mountains they're hiking mm-hmm. yeah like multi-day hikes they do like really hardcore sports and like mm-hmm. that's a bit hard for me because i'm not i can't catch up athletic. yeah and like yeah, yeah. i don't know i'm still very much a city girl so um it was hard to find someone like i go to toronto or vancouver and like you find people who are more metro more um like obviously look more city right. yeah <laughs> city like, probably, like, I would more ur- like, the, the um, urban urban like yeah. Community, yeah, like urban yeah, yeah yeah the city city life yeah yeah okay so that's yeah. like joyce's uh type right so a more urban metro look what about jenny what is your type um pretty similar similar i mean like mm. in terms of appearance and stuff yeah um just as long as they look neat and okay but I think it's more oh, their interest. That, too, right? Yeah, I think it's more the interest that you keep finding yeah. here, like the hiking yeah. every single day of the weekend or yeah. anytime they're free, they'll go do these long, long hikes or go skiing all the time. Mm-hmm. I just can't keep up with that. So then right. <laughs> I prefer yeah, we both prefer someone a bit more. Yeah. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna I'm gonna hate to break it to you, but Vancouver over the last couple of years, because maybe because of Instagram and everything everyone loves hiking like it's like oh. a thing i love the shit out of hiking they all go to the north shore <laughs> they go to squamish they, yeah. they jam up all the parking lots just to get that one instagram photo like by oh. the rock with the sun it's different, though. <laughs> yeah it's different here they're not for the instagram yeah they're actually going on like 20 kilometer yeah hike. they're going to go oh, for like an eight hour hike a lot yeah. different yeah yeah, yeah. And then they, like camp overnight like backcountry and then some <laughs> fishing, hunting with their big yeah, trucks yeah. Or like yeah, yeah. or okay. Okay. And you know it's just so mm-hmm. different i can't yeah, i mean buying it out i'm up for it but i'm not in for that in the life. long run right yeah <laughs> I, I, I don't know about that life yeah, yeah. yeah. so we hike we like do things too yeah. but just not mm-hmm. to such an extreme degree and like mm-hmm. again with the swiping, so like in Vancouver, Toronto, I maybe swipe like twenty and I'd say yes to one. Mm-hmm. But in Calgary, it's like seriously like two hundred to three hundred before I find one that I find okay. Right. And what's interesting is like my taste here compared to a lot of like other females in my age, they mm-hmm. might find like oh these guys look lame. But then like when I talk to my Vancouver Toronto friends, they'd be like oh this yeah. is, this guy looks good. Like uh-huh. I think it's a different taste. Yeah, like the different. Urban taste. Okay. Okay. Like, so, so you're finding that your friends don't share the same tastes as you guys, or like they're not looking for the same kind of guys, or is that what you're saying? Like my close friends tend to still be more um, similar, similar. Yeah. But mm-hmm. then, well, like let's say like when I see business friends, for instance, yeah. and their spouses, and you can tell they prefer a much more rugged type. Mm-hmm. And like mm-hmm. when I talk to like some other people, they'd be gushing over like these really muscular, tatted up bearded men yeah. and it's like no yeah, it's not really my thing definitely like i mean they're probably good looking in their own right but just not mm-hmm. my t- right mm-hmm. yeah well, okay. I, lived, I lived in calgary last couple of years like i mean before like uh, so i lived there 2010 to 2014 and that was when tinder just started uh, mm-hmm. 
you know, like like was just like literally in the news. Mm-hmm. And I and I think I had mentioned before in another uh, previous podcast, like I did go on a couple of like Tinder days and do the point. I mean, it was still at the point where like people did not want to know they were using Tinder. Like I, I remember oh, meeting yeah. up with somebody yeah, at the bar, and her friends yeah. were also there, and she was like, "Do not mention that we met on Tinder." And I was like, "Well, what the fuck am I supposed to say? Like like make up a story right now, right?" And I didn't make yeah. a stupid story about how we like we met at like another bar or something, right? So. Yeah. Wow. I, I guess like for you guys, you know, because Wayne and I are actually doing some like multi-parters on on dating, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to talk about for for you like what is what is the ideal or uh, you know what what is a good first date? What is, you know for people? Because right now it's, it's like you said, like, you're meeting a lot of people always online and it's hard. What is a good first date? Um, I generally prefer something really casual like coffee coffee mm-hmm. because then you're not stuck there for a whole meal <laughs> mm-hmm. that's so true if, though if it's bad and you need to escape it's pretty yeah. well, you could like get out of there in 40 minutes yeah, <laughs> but if yeah. it's good you could stay for a long time and after you can go for dinner or something right mm-hmm. i mean not mm-hmm. in covid yeah none of that i going agree on, i think but... coffee or dinner those yeah. are like safe mm-hmm. but like a long like some people prefer activities but i'd say that's oh, more like that's... a thing mm-hmm. yeah, that's like, weird after- yeah yeah because you guys want to like just talk right yeah i get the whole activities thing like you don't want to do like a, a movie mm-hmm. where you sit there for three hours in silence but then mm-hmm. like i got surprised like the dinner because it's funny because people before like, oh yeah I have dinner so you have a chance to talk and i was like no no dinner is too formal now you got to mm-hmm. go even more casual than that yeah well i think yeah but if if the coffee goes well you can go for dinner after yeah right. or you can do other things after right it's all open right. but then um say you go to this dinner and you've just met this person and there's nothing to say then you just sit there in silence and it's that's pretty awkward it yeah. really awkward i mean yeah. it hasn't really happened to me but i usually mm-hmm. do start off with coffee no, um yeah. it's just that way but but i think a good sign of a good first date is i don't know wanting to meet them again for a second mm-hmm. one or yeah. um going somewhere else for drinks after mm-hmm. because the conversation was really good or finding mm-hmm. a lot of conversation, things like that right so you guys want to share something no <laughs> okay have you, you know, guys I, I uh, like there should be something there sounds like there was a story yeah, I thought there was something either, going on yeah, yeah either jenny can share it or joyce can share it it's okay. But yeah, or any guys can share like oh, any sort of funny COVID stories. Yeah, COVID, oh, COVID dating. dating. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good one. Yeah, did you just want to share any any funny COVID dating stories that you want to share with the audience? Um, I think there's. It's not particularly funny, I guess, but okay. it's very difficult, difficult. <laughs> right now because there's okay. yeah, different um, levels of comfort. So some people are just yeah. totally okay with meeting up and going for dinner, etc. Okay. Mm-hmm, but yeah. then you have like me. And I'm pretty conservative over this COVID thing. I'm pretty careful, right? So mm-hmm. trying to not catch it at all costs. Um, right. So I haven't been open to meeting in person without a mask, okay. things like that. So all I've yeah. done so far is go on a walk, uh-huh. um, texting, just like forever, yeah. or a phone call. And um, oh, even that, like it's been a whole year of this already. And it's mm-hmm. there just hasn't been too much. Like there's not much motivation just because it's so hard to meet up. But of course, people are still on the app because they just want to chat or like put, yeah. not waste this, right? You at least want to. Yeah. You want the social interaction still, right? You yeah. still want that. Yeah. yeah. So, but then for sure, there's people who aren't like you can tell there's a lack of motivation. So people reply really slow or it just feels like it's not really going anywhere because it can't. 
So yeah, that's it, I feel the same way too. Like mm -hmm. when I was using the app. Well, I don't have any apps right now. I actually deleted them all because I thought it was a waste of time. But I, I felt the same way. It's like everyone's just like they they take forever to reply, or they just reply with like a one word response. Yeah. Or it was like, oh, you know what? It's such a waste of time. Nah. So yeah. but, okay, I want to ask though. I want to ask is that like I find it really funny that you said like people are slow to respond. Like I would be like. It's COVID. You can't go anywhere. Where else could you be? Like usually, you be you have an excuse like, oh, I was at a party, I was at a concert, oh, I yeah. was doing this. It's like no, 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 you are at home at your apartment. There's nothing else you're doing. They're probably <laughs> sleeping. Yeah. They're probably yeah. sleeping a lot, or they just like procrastinating. Like, like you're sourdough yeah. bread. That's all you're doing. Like like pick That's up all you know? like. Yeah. Like I, I, I find it very tired. funny that like people are slow. Yeah. No, like people are tired. Though. They're kind of like online dating's been around for so long. Mm -hmm. People are so mm -hmm. sick. It's like yeah. there's no point. I'm not gonna meet up with you. Yeah, so like is this gonna go it. anywhere? Maybe not. So then, do I need to tell you about what I did today, which was mm -hmm. just laying in bed and watching Netflix? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, even if I try to reflect on this year and like what I've done, mm -hmm. it feels yeah. Like I've just been sitting in one place, right? I mean, there right. are things, but compared to other years, it's a lot less dynamic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, are you talking to anyone right now, Jenny? Anyone on the um, app? But it's all texting and it doesn't seem like uh -huh. it's going anywhere. So yeah. oh shit. What if what if what if this what if the guy like listens and it's like, wait, <laughs> what? How about wow. the phone call? No. Um, no. Well, okay, the phone call Joyce is referring to felt like uh -huh. very platonic. Okay. Like, I need you on the phone. It's really hard unless the guy is super flirty. Also, yeah, also you guys haven't met up yet, right? You guys yeah. never met up in person. So that's that's also hard to uh exactly. you know to connect with them because yeah. you guys never met up in person. Mm. And then just go straight to phone call. I find yep. it really so too. I mean that was yeah. like what was the first thing? I mean it, it was mm -hmm. just it was just a few days of texting and then jumping into a phone call, but um, of course, it was more like learning about each other and, hey, what have uh -huh. you done? Have you traveled yeah. places? Like, what's an experience yeah. here? Or what do you like to eat? Like, things like that, uh -huh. right? Yeah. Yeah, that makes so, sense. Yeah. Jenny, like, what, what are some ways, like, like, like te teach our male listeners, like, if in the, they were in that situation with you in that phone call, how could that guy have done better? Like, how would they, oh, have, they would do better? You. So what? What do you say? <laughs> say I love you. Like, how would, he, how would he be done more? Like, I what? Right? Oh, just kidding. Just <laughs> oh, I know, I know, I know. You, you, you guys can go have uh, go meet up at Bespoke and have a drink. <laughs> it's closed. It's gone what? now. What? Wait, yeah. what do you mean they're closed? Well, it's, who's gonna open a nightclub during COVID? You can't, you can't have a nightclub doing COVID. Isn't that the is that the hottest club in Calgary, Bespoke? That was like 2012, Wayne. Oh. No, you got like you got like cowboys and you got all those other places, right? So yeah, okay, okay. But no, but but Jenny, like, what is what 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 would be a good advice? Because we want to give yeah. our list. We're always trying to give our listeners some advice, some insight, and I think mm -hmm. there's nothing better than like actual females, mm -hmm. you know, in that situation, saying, "Hey, this True. is what yeah. you've done. Better step it well, up, right?" You know what I think, um, I think a lot of Asian guys that I've spoken to. They don't take much initiative, like even outside of COVID, just regularly. Mm -hmm. They just kind of hover yeah. around and yeah. wait for you to say something or wait oh. for you to like hint at asking at, at going for coffee or something. So oh. then it just drags on and the conversation yeah. kind of loses steam. So I think yeah. Yeah. as a general advice would be to take some initiative 
mm. to do something yeah. mm-hmm. fun together, either virtually, like during COVID, or go for coffee mm-hmm. if you're if they're open for it. Because yeah. a lot of people are open to meeting up. It's just some people aren't, but you have to gauge mm-hmm. that because it's sensitive right now during COVID. Yeah. Um, but even during COVID times, I mean, if you go online, you can look up some conversation prompts, and there's some pretty interesting topics out there. Outside of travel and like what food do you like? What do you do for fun type of thing? There's a lot um, of prompts that could be fun to discuss. And it'd be nice to, um, you could even suggest like playing games together or watching mm-hmm. a movie virtually, you know, things like that. But no one suggested that yet. So I'd like to. Oh, um, good to know. That's a good, really good point. Gen- gentlemen, if you're trying to match with Jenny, like pl- download AOE. Get on Steam. Aww. Get on. Get a get a mouse. To place, yeah, get a yeah, mouse. Get a mouse. Yeah. So you can play AOE. Or maybe do some karaoke. Some some karaoke online. Karaoke. Karaoke. Yes. karaoke. Yes. yes. Yeah. Like yeah. my friend told me about this question thing. It's called Thirty Six Questions to Fall in Love. So like maybe after like a few phone dates and be like, mm-hmm. hey, let's do this, and then like you'll get to know each other a little more. I don't know. Just a suggestion. Actually, yeah, no, oh, my wife fun. and I did something like that. We did like uh, the twenty-one mm-hmm. question, or like the variation of it, right? There's all these like okay. different variations. Yeah. Yeah. You, you go through the questions, and they're supposed to slowly probe at, without being like too intrusive, that mm-hmm. you're yeah. able to ask these kind of questions. Because mm-hmm. usually, if you bring it up by yourself, and then the, the person will look at you like, "What the what the hell? Like, why are you asking me this?" Yeah. But since it's in the context of a game, they're like, "Oh, okay, you're not actually asking me this. The game requires me to answer this question." Exactly. And I also think, like, right now in COVID dating, like instead of skirting around and like texting, um, maybe like you start off casual and say like, "Hey, I'd love to get to know you more on the phone. Um, are you free? Maybe like next week." Like, wow, well, that's then, great. Like, yeah. Yeah, I'm so yeah. sorry. Asian Asian guys like, like we all learn we learn to take initiative no 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 it's true it's true like I will I will yeah. say it like Wayne and I've always say it right like we I think in general is maybe the way we're taught like growing up uh you know like listen to your elders obey the rules and everything we yeah. really grow up very timid and and then when you watch some of these Asian TV shows like their Korean dramas the guy is very like cold cold hearted yeah. and then somehow through coincidences you find out that he has this like really heartbreaking story so you you will automatically yeah you'll you'll fall in love with him right but real life isn't like that like i can't just stand in the corner and look like asshole face (laughs) oh my god (laughs) i think that's a flaw of like us like growing up with asian dramas too because like you almost feel like relationships fall into your lap like it's always Mm -hmm. especially dramas like the average Oh, and then suddenly the hottest guy in school who's so cold but to you he's secretly such a sweetheart no one knew and like and he's also a rich young ceo like, yeah and it's like i'm just gonna <laughs> exist and then the guy's gonna talk to me it's like no that's not real life that's so, not real life yeah like you need to make an initiative and then like uh-huh. um like bring it onto like a phone call conversation uh-huh. and then like video after and then like interactive games so like i was frustrated i was really frustrated yeah. i was like yeah okay these people are not my cup of tea and like how come when i swipe in other locations it's so much more exciting so then mm. like i was sat like oh i'm gonna find someone outside of calgary and you do see like what some of these people are doing like this one guy that i actually met in vegas <laughs> randomly wait when was this how come i didn't know about this <laughs> you don't know about this one um so i was in vegas and i was on tantan i was swiping and like uh-huh. the guy 
um, we were at the club. So like me and my group of girls and then he came, like him and his friend came to talk to like mm-hmm. our group of girls. And I was like, oh my God, I matched you. So then it was like, this is fate. We need to like trade contacts. This is crazy. Yeah. <clears throat> so then after he would like call and then we played games on Steam together. Like we played Monaco. Uh-huh. Like uh-huh. it was it was good, right? Like and like I think that helped a lot where like you try to do more interactive things, you try uh-huh. to set like all times, but right. then also with the distance it falls off quickly. So you need to be prepared that like this is just like it's still very superficial. So right. if you are okay. locally in the same city, you do have to be prepared, like, okay, let's meet, but we need to make sure both of us have been quarantining two weeks. Mm-hmm. And then now to meet you know but... wear a mask mm-hmm. yeah so like baby okay. steps but taking mm-hmm. it off the text the text just doesn't show who you are yeah. and then like creative activities um mm-hmm. i do have a question though because i know you guys were uh asking you know you guys were saying that guys should take more initiative when it comes to dating but do you think that girls can do the same or mm-hmm. or just okay have you guys done any um you know initiate anything with any guys that you match online as I ever happened yeah, to you guys? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Like, I mean, there's been instances where like you match a super hot guy and then he doesn't talk super to you. Like, That's yeah. a keyword, super hot guy. No, okay. like, but I mean. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh shit, before my friends swipe on him or before before Jenny yeah, gets on the like, I, better, I, better, I better lock it down right away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, oh. but then. It, there is no harm in taking initiative, I think. Right. Okay. It is sometimes. No, I mean, for both sides, like, if you take too much, if you're like, hi, 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 where are you? Hi. Okay, then that's like, okay, that's, okay, stop. Like, just stop. Hi <laughs> is an initiative. Hi is just like, this much of an initiative. It's like creepy. Like, that's creepy. No, I've asked guys out to go for coffee. Yeah. Like, right. Yeah, okay. Because they take too long. They're just, oh, yeah, how was your day? And I'm like, hey, do you want to go to coffee? Because it's taking a really long time. So yeah. I have done that, but some okay. guys don't Good. like that can tell they get quiet oh. and they feel like they've been turned into the beta or something they just don't like it i can feel it so wow you have to judge you know what? Your... those 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 guys are not good enough right because if What's they're gonna, if they're gonna get intimidated by being asked to you know initiated to go and hang out then what else yeah. are they gonna get intimidated by in the future yeah exactly. that's so that's true though point. yeah you're right about that though that's a good point maybe i should start mm-hmm. more initiative yeah <laughs> weed them out like in the early dating stage, you have to keep this mystery, but then you have to be interesting enough and it's hard. It's like this fine balance. Mm-hmm. So like, yes, you initiate, but then at the same time, you also like throw little hints and let them initiate yeah. your turns. Not it's you turn, say turns, yeah. yeah. Damn, I am so glad I'm out of the dating game. I could just watch you guys in the pool, just just like <laughs> waiting out there, trying to find, you know, sift through all the trash in the in the ocean. I'll, I'll sit in my boat too. and watch. Yeah. But no, oh, I think uh, today we talked a lot um, kind of about your guys' experience growing up uh, in Calgary, in Canada. Um, it's great to hear that like you had all this t- uh, time with your family, um, you know, positive experiences, right? I think in general, sometimes we always complain about uh, Asian parents about how negative they are, about mm-hmm. how toxic the relationship can be, how they're really oppressive. And, and as a result, you you end up doing things you don't like. But it sounds like your parents have been very supportive. Mm-hmm. And then you guys are now able to 
have good careers, but also start your own business, yeah. uh, have some really interesting hobbies, and and yeah, and then be, c- come up with like a really good personality that would be like, hey, you know what? These guys are being pussies. I'm going to be taking the initiative <laughs> and, and going out there, right? No, but it's good. It's good. It develops like great personality. It shows character. And so it's always been really good uh, today and having you guys on the show. Uh, I just want to take this time to let you guys, you know, maybe uh, let our audience know uh, where to find you guys, uh, you know, plug your business. So where can, where can people find you on like Instagram or social media? Um, so our website first, lovevelvet.com. So L-O-V-E and then V-E-L-V-E-T-T-E. So it's like velvet, but with extra T. Double double T. Double T. L O V E V E L V E T T E dot com. And then our Instagram is also the same, Love Velvet. And what else? (laughs) Um, Facebook, same username. So we use Love Velvet pretty much for everything. Uh Right. What about TikTok? TikTok? Are we going to share TikTok? Yeah. Or no? What was your TikTok account? What is your TikTok account? (laughs) Sorry, Um, I'm going to put you on the spot. (laughs) uh, um, Right now, my TikTok is my own name so it's j-o-i-c-e joyce and last name t-s-e so it's just a full name j-o-i-c-e t-s-e joyce's uh tiktok and and look at all the videos but i know yeah i just want to say thank you to our listeners uh find us asianish podcast as usual on spotify uh google podcast apple leave us a five-star review and yeah come check us out we can also find our instagram at asianish podcast Goodbye. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.